Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. It's that show that brings you pop culture news on a weekly basis. As always, it's me, it's your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I am joined by the totally Oscar nominated co host. Would you like to tell the people who you are? Uh, it's me, it's Stephanie. I'm here with my EGOT nominations. Um, don't. Yeah, don't uh, run me short by just saying that that Oscar nomination, I've got all of them I mean, across the, the board. The Oscars are tonight or a few days ago as of your listening to this, so that's the most prescient one, um, unless you <laughs> talk about the uh, Independent uh, Spirit Awards, but we're not here to talk about that, we're here to talk, well we might talk about that, who knows what's going to happen, we always go off track. Um, we're here to talk about a lot of things, but before we get started, Steph, how are you yeah. today? I'm good, I'm uh, I have some good smelling food in the slow cooker waiting for me to be done recording. I watched, I caught up on My Hero Academia today. I watched the first three Fast and the Furious movies last night, which was actually quite fun. Um, <laughs> That's and, a, it's a fun you know, franchise from what I recall. Yeah. I've only seen two and three of <laughs> out of those ones. I've never seen the first one. It was freaking cheesy but what's the but, one I mean, with the ejector what's the one with the ejector the seats one with the ejector it? seats is is that too fast too furious? One. that's that one's that's fun too fast, too furious. <laughs> i've seen two three and then i want to say f- four or five we were just like we were watching we were like hold up hold up <laughs> the main like the cast of this is not in any of like at all in three like Vin Diesel isn't even in the second one. Like what's happening? No, three is uh three is. <laughs> you would think it's a spinoff <laughs> until spoiler alert for this old franchise. Till you realize at the end of the movie that it's not a spinoff. It's in the same. Well, I mean, it, it's the same franchise, and then it's the same universe. It turns out that's like chronologically the fifth movie, I think. Um, With the gayest line, honestly. <laughs> what's that line again? Oh. God, let me let me find it. He says, so at the end of the movie, this movie that has completely been unrelated to any of the things in the first two movies, this kid with a bad Alabama <laughs> accent rolls up to drift race against his muscle car in like a Tokyo like uh like parking garage, and it's. Vin Diesel's character in the muscle car. Dominic Toretto. <laughs> Dominic Toretto. Um, so, and like he rolls up, and so the reason they have this connection right away is because the guy who taught uh, Sean, who's the Alabaman character, how to drift, <laughs> uh, tragically died. And hopefully, I, I'm very big on this Justice for Han thing that's going on now with the the next movie because. Oh, he was the best character in this movie. He ain't dead <laughs> in like Good. the next three or four movies. Which Good. People make the joke before you get into that line. The thing that's funny about this is, if you look at the movie, Bow Wow is selling like Gen One iPods for like a lot of money. Like that's when this takes place. But apparently, mm-hmm. all these other movies that happen with like iPhones and stuff in them, and like all kinds happen of technology, after. happen after this movie. Well, they they come out after this movie. But Han is alive in those place. movies. <laughs> so people are like, wait a minute. <laughs> this doesn't make any well, sense. Which is why they're chronologically, quote unquote, in between. Well, I mean, yeah, because Han is alive in all these movies after Tokyo Drift. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not stated that he just didn't die. It's just, oh, he hasn't. Because he keeps saying, I think I'm going to go to Tokyo one day. <laughs> You're like, excuse me? <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> um, but, so he rolls up. Let me tell you this gay thing. Yeah. Real fast. The one before. gay thing in the Fast and Furious movies. Oh yeah, there's no, nothing else that's remotely homoerotic in these movies. <laughs> um. <laughs> American Dad does a whole joke about it. They find a script and they're like, this, uh, like all the scenes instead of car chases just end in like really passionate gay sex and they're like, I, I mean, is this really what the movie's about? And the, the director's like, yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> uh, duh. Um, but yeah, what's the line? So, so Sean's like, apparently in, in this scene dom got his his big muscle car his like american muscle car from han and everyone else is driving these like little compact like asian cars yeah like yeah japanese the cars that wouldn't be imports in tokyo (laughs) yeah so they he says i didn't know han was into american muscle (laughs) 
And Dom says, he was when he was rolling with me. <laughs> Which is, like, th- there was a less gay way to write that line, if you wanted to. There's so <laughs> many more heterosexual ways to phrase that. Like, you could have said muscle cars, American muscle cars. I mean, it's not like there's Japanese muscle cars. That's not a thing from what I know he could have just said muscle just cars. Said, yeah, muscle cars. Or American cars. Like, literally, so many combinations of words that weren't just American muscle. Because, like, it zooms in on, like, Vin Diesel's, like, gay porn star-looking whole physique. And is like, <laughs> he was when he was rolling with me. And it's like, my god! It's, uh... I mean, it just it gets more... I mean, The Rock shows up in this series later. Jason Statham shows up. Um, oh, I can't wait. The, the one thing that's good about this franchise, though, is that, like, they're not, like, super great with the female representation, although they get better as time goes on. Um, mm-hmm. But the one thing you can say for it is that it's a very, like, as far as ethnicity and race, that's very diverse. Um, yeah. Like, one movie literally just happens, just takes place in Tokyo with two, three not characters, I think. Um, one of which is rap superstar Bow Wow. Um, <laughs> Which, I mean, just think of the audacity. You're the only white guy in all of Japan, or all of Tokyo, and the first guy you meet is little Bow Wow. I feel like you feel a need to become friends with him, but... Yeah, man, I was, though, like... I was cracking up, because the first scene that he... Like, he runs into the Japanese school, and he's late, and then the teacher, like, is, like, lecturing him in Japanese, and he's like, I have no idea what she's talking about. And I was like... I leaned over to my roommate, and I was like, I bet he didn't change his shoes. <laughs> Because, like, uh, like, as a weeb, I know that when you go to school, you change into your school shoes before you t- go inside. And then it, then he had to go out to the hallway and mm-hmm. change into... <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. Which is also, like, a pretty well-written thing to put in this dumb movie. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, man, like, you're you're pushing me to the limit, making me... Like, asking me to believe that they would put this completely illiterate in Japanese, like, 17-year-old in a Japanese high school where most of the classes are in Japanese. To be fair, I I feel like he wasn't that literate in America. Yeah, but, like, the next one, like, the next uh, level up of that, like, of the disbelief would have been, like, you put him in here... But you're not making him change his shoes? Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. No, that's not true. And it's... Well, it's funny. It's a story about how a a white guy goes to Japan and becomes the best drifter. Although, I was led... At least when I watched I was led to believe that it's not that he was the best drifter, it's just that he was better than the Drift King and no one else wanted to race him. Yeah, that seems more correct. Like, somebody probably could have... Like, Han could have done it. It seems like he just didn't want to get involved with with the, the mob or whatever. Um, did you get enough shots of ladies' butts in this movie? If oh, I recall, yeah, there were so lo- many. I mean, I don't think that stops. But oh, I th- no, I doubt it. I think they just start to, like, become self-aware a little bit of it. <laughs> um, and Vin Diesel gets stronger. <laughs> what's, what's the next one? It's, it's Fast and Furious is the next one, then Fast 5, Fast 6, Fast 7, I think. Or, like, Furious 8 or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's Fate of the Furious is the eighth one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's eight. Fate. It's just... <laughs> Oh, that's, you know, I didn't think we were going to talk like 10 minutes about the Fast and the Furious movies, but I'm not upset about it either because, I mean, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, it reminds me of the thing when people are like, there's so much stuff that gets made fun of just because it's like teen girls that love it. But if like men liked it, like it wouldn't get made fun of. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure like the Fast and Furious movies are like ridiculed pretty heavily, especially by its fans. But like... <laughs> I don't think anyone's out here defending them as high art, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing that, like, and I think we've probably litigated this over and over again on this podcast, but that's the thing is, like, I don't think you, the, everything needs to be high fucking art. No, it does not. Like, I, I'm just going by the, uh, I, I don't think that it's, like, you know how we, like, talk trash on Twilight? I think we talked a similar kind of trash on, uh, on, on Fast and Furious, but it was more just kind of, there was at no point where anyone thought it was something good and i think that the only difference between that is teenagers like it versus adults like it Mm -hmm. because if someone told me that fast and furious was like well the first few anyway apparently after a while they do just become like so self-aware that they're 
borderline parody. Uh-huh. Is at the beginning, it's kind of like it's no one's like no one's gonna say Fast and the Too Fast Too Furious was a well made movie that was very good and high quality. Like I, I don't think anyone's gonna say that. Maybe they will. I don't. I don't know. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you never know. But uh, but yeah, that's that's you know high art. As long as people enjoy something and it doesn't harm people, I'm I'm well, I'm able to accept things. You know, I like a lot of garbage as well. Stuff that I would call garbage. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's life. It's too short to be mad about. Uh, speaking of life being too short, uh, my partner recently started watching The Good Place on Netflix. Um, oh. And I've been jumping in on it. And that's a that's a pretty, pretty good show. It's so good. The I, finale was so good. I'm very curious where they go with it. Um, so, I mean, I knew what the big spoiler from the end of the first season was. Uh-huh. Um, but that didn't slow down my viewing appreciation. I feel like it made it better because I don't know where it went after that. So I was trying to figure stuff out and like, oh, well, what does this mean? What does that mean? But it was very, overall, it was very good. And I, I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, and then we're halfway through the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's going to keep watching it. But um, nice. it's fun. It's, it's a fun show. Uh, well written. Very good. What else? But yeah, and then, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say high art and stuff. Uh, the, the Oscars are tonight. Um, I don't know what uh, what's gonna win. I'm I'm rooting for Parasite um, because normally my my ethos is I'm rooting for everybody black, and since mm-hmm. there's not specifically anybody black. It's I'm rooting for the the next people of color. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, from what I could tell, it was a pretty good movie. I, I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I enjoy Bong Joon Ho's spirit. Yeah, that's true. I, I appreciate the kind of man that he uh that I've seen him to be <laughs> in interviews yeah. and stuff like that, so but also if Marriage Story does well, that'll be cool because Laura Dern's cool and Yeah, we like Laura Dern. We care not so much for Scarlett Johansson or Adam Driver, but I like Adam Driver. <laughs> I think he's probably an okay person. I just uh I haven't seen anything bad about him, you know what I mean? Like mm. I just don't know that I've ever seen him in anything that I enjoyed watching him in. Oh, I thought he did a great job in the Star Wars movies. Like, oh, I think he did. He he acted the part very well. I just don't, didn't like his character. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I think uh, uh, we can agree disagree here because uh, I think I think his character is the best character in the sequel trilogy. That's just. Well, me. I think he's the best. It's, he's definitely the best developed. <laughs> I just I like the idea of like the uh, the fashy guy like not being being the right one and his redemption comes down to being like hey what if fascism bad though you know what if fascism bad though what if women right though yeah you know i I, don't know. I think it's good ethos <laughs> um but what else we uh we, we talked about parasite so let's keep the let's keep the asian party going we talked about tokyo uh before let's go back tokyo to japan for some Japan's anime uh <laughs> rocky segue but we made right it right on over they call it right on over uh, they call it drifting my Hero Academia. I, I've caught up to the dub, and you are caught up to where the dub is, maybe beyond. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm two weeks ahead of you now. Fuck off, though. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 if I wanted to find out what happened, I could just watch the manga, read the manga. Like it's there. It's so far ahead. Um, yeah. But I, I guess we could talk a little bit about it. Um, so spoilers up to episode fifteen of season three. Four? Sorry. Uh, for the next little bit. If you're watching the sub, then you're already ahead. If you're watching the dub, then you should be caught up or could be. Whatever. Um, Overhaul's beat, defeated. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Woof. Quite quite thoroughly defeated in the, like, the coldest shit I've ever seen in, a, uh, in any superhero fiction, I guess I should say. Just absolutely fucking wrecked. Like, um, like Deku made a bad decision. By giving Shigaraki some hope <laughs> back in season one <laughs> because this man decided to have uh, some some ethos some uh s- some some goals we can call it some convictions rather uh-huh. but um I want to talk about real fast how dope Deku looked when he basically went like full Akira looking with Ari on his back and just was like uh, he looks so good. like infinite uh full cowling uh, one for all and some people said they didn't like that he has a transformation and it looks a little bit different, but I'm like, his hair is always kind of doing the spike thing, and 
I like that his clothes ripped some. That makes it an easier cosplay to a degree. I thought it looked sick. It was cool seeing, like, basically, he's like, oh, I can just jump off, kick off the air to fly, basically. And the area mm-hmm. will keep me being alive. <laughs> I thought that was cool. He was just punching overhaul so fast he couldn't regenerate. That was pretty nifty. The uh, thing that I thought was, like, the coolest, like, was later when they were, like, talking through the fight. I think it was, like, Bubble Girl and someone else. And they were like, there's no... There's significantly less damage than there should have been because not only was Deku beating the shit out of him, but also doing it in such a way that there would be the minimum amount of damage to the houses and stuff and the people in them. Yeah, like when he when he so it was cool. Like when we watched the original episode where he defeats Overhaul, he just like hits him with like mock speed punches. Uh, apparently, that's mm-hmm. like a visual, like all the punches that hit him were just a visualization of him just being super fast. But we see him hit him with one final punch; it sends him down. But it turns out. And the next episode, you, you see that again, and it's he he punches him, but then grabs him and flip throws him into the hole that he came out of to begin with, which is uh which is very which is very cool to see. I guess in the comics it shows it better, but like Overhaul was using the buildings around him to like he was overhauling those to be like more of his body and stuff like that. Uh huh. Um, so that that's well, kind just of cool. like it's such a consistent character beat. I feel like because the um it was it, foreshadowed in his fight with Night Eye. Well, yeah, it's the same as, like, in, in Night Eye's office when he's, like, jumping around, but also, like, fighting it as hard as he can, but also Like, dodging the, post, the merchandise. The, yeah. <laughs> which is, which speaks to, like, the way that a hero should be is, you know, they parodied it, parody, parodied it, like, in the Powerpuff Girls and other things that, like, hey, man, like, superheroes cause a ton of damage, and usually it's... Well, the ends justified the means. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, like, it made sense for the Hulk to climb up a building to stop that worm thing. Because, like, Hulk may have killed a hundred people, but that thing would have killed a thousand. Potentially. It made sense. But in the Powerpuff Girls one, it's like, yo, you cost a million dollars by blowing up a bridge. The crook stole, like, five hundred dollars. Like, uh-huh. we, it would have been better to just let them go kind of thing. But whenever possible, it's like, yeah, maybe some people will get hurt, but can you cause less people to get hurt? And... Deku embodies that, which is really cool. I assume All Might probably did as well, if we ever would have got to see him do any real heroing. <laughs> but, uh, what else about that? It, it was cool seeing how much control Overhaul had over his quirk and how strong he must have been that, like, he was getting just punched to shit by Deku and didn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, someone pointed out that that time that, like, Mirio one-shot it all of Class 1A and he couldn't one-shot overhaul even though he got some hits on him it's like oh okay this man is conditioned a little bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, but what else what else what else so that was cool that like Eraserhead canceled Eric's quirk so that Deku didn't die yeah that was a cool little moment like he was like I can't do much else to help but it's my time has come (laughs) and he just like lifts his finger and Froppy's like oh yeah (laughs) maybe if I maybe if I raise this man's head up he could try something <laughs> um, also, Sir Night, I lived. He had a, a a pillar through his body. He lived way longer than made any and logical sense. He certainly sense. Ought, to, ought to have uh, what given. Was, but uh, yeah, they, they, not much longer. Not much longer, but, but like considerably. Like the fact that he made it to the surface was was a joke. Yeah, that he but, made it to the surface and made it to the hospital to have an emotional like death scene there, where he like laughed. He's like, "You're gonna be great one day. Keep smiling." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we I guess we could get to the scene, the, the ice cold scene. Um, so all the heroes clean Ooh. stuff up, and I, I think they realize like they get some people coming out like on stretchers and stuff. And Rocklock's like, "Hell yeah, bro, we did it! Like on the balance, <laughs> we saved a lot of lives." Um, yeah, like and there's some like nice scenes and stuff in the in the hospital of like people reuniting with their family, like Rocklock and his. Like, uh, his partner and their kid. Yeah, his, like, his super white wife and his, his super, super wife still black baby. Black <laughs> <laughs> like, like, bro, like, that baby's not even, like, a the little jeans. mixed. Like, <laughs> that is just, that is, that's funny, though. Um, <laughs> to me, I just no, thought, it's, it's I was like, these are the only two, genetic. these are the only two non-white people in all of Japan, from what we could tell. And pe- I mean, there are a lot of other non-white people in Japan. That's true, because some of them are, like, pink and stuff. <laughs> some of them are Asian. I mean, non-Asian, my bad. I'm so used to talking about America. <laughs> See, this is the problem with with um, Eurocentrism. 
that's how you get saying th- that's how you get to say things like oh those black people from canada i'm sorry those african-americans from canada you know what i mean like america's not the center <laughs> of the university there's yeah. europe and we all have to fight past it so i'm glad that you called me on that no um, it's okay. it was just i was like the what but also it's yeah also his his wife is not a non-white person in japan um they're the only two non-Asians in Japan, from what we could tell. Yeah, they're only, like, black people. Yeah, and then I guess people think All Might's an American, but, like, yeah. he's not. <laughs> he's just a, he's the, he's a reverse weeaboo. We've established this. Yes. But also Mirio looks, he has the same thing going on, like, the blonde hair and, and blue eyes, and they're like, nah, he's, yeah. he's from here, but, um. Oh, no, he's. So all that happens, and they're like, oh, man, Kirishima got some, some lacerations, like, that's it, like. He'll be fine. Like, there's a guy with a, a stone through his stomach, but whatever. So we get yeah, past like, all... everyone everyone pretty much was gonna be okay, except for Sir Night Eye. Like, Fakum was already fat again by the time they cut to him in the hospital. Oh, like, really? I didn't even notice. Yeah. But... <laughs> That's kind of funny. Apparently, like, we'll get to it, but he wasn't, like... His fatness is just whenever he chooses to. Because <laughs> um, at the in the new ending, there's, like, pictures of people when they were younger, and Fakum's there, and he's not fat, but he's, like... He's not small, but he's certainly, like... More in the fit gum territory, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, but whatever, so... All, all the hospital people get taken away, and they they, uh, they they lock up Overhaul, they put his hands, like, in some restraints, which... I don't see how they... Presumably are, like... It must do something, because I don't see... or something? I hope so, because I don't see why they would work, but whatever. We'll ignore that. They seemed co- exactly like... Um, like the, the handcuff things that they put on the burnish in Promare, like... Yeah... I mean, they have, like, restraint tape and stuff, so they must have something that, like, negates quirks or slows you... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We have to just accept it. Or maybe he just gave up at that point. But anyway, so Shigaraki comes in looking like the Dark Knight on the back of a pickup truck, which is hilarious. Yeah. So they intercept... To (laughs) hijack the the ambulance that's taking... uh, What's his name? Overhaul. Overhaul to the hospital. And, uh, which is, like... And they're like, oh man, <laughs> it's Tomo Shigaraki, this is bad. It's like, yeah, dude, it's pretty bad. And also two other guys. Um, so basically they just disrupt it, and we're not going to get into the whole synopsis, but it's a pretty dope scene of like, man, this guy is really, really good at what he does. Um, they kill the pro hero that was trying to stop protect. him. <laughs> yeah, stop, protect, something. And I find it funny that when they flip over the car, Shigaraki jumps off of that onto the truck, and instead of disintegrating the wheel, he just like steers it. It just, like, crashes it. Like, I, I, there's possibly an easier way to do this, but I appreciate your gumption. And they take Overhaul out, and uh, they're like, hey, bud, what's up? And, and then uh, Dabby and, and uh, the the magician dude, I forget his name. What's his name? Uh, my brain says Presto, and I feel like that's 100% wrong. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's Mr. Compress. But, uh, Compress, they, okay. They just jump out of the, the truck, like, jauntily, like, oh, hey, what's up? Um, but anyway... They, Mr. Compressor's like, oh, hey, I'm just gonna take your arm away, because, uh, you took, my, you, t- you took mine. And I guess he gets a robot arm or something? It looks like he has two arms. So he's, he, he turned out alright. Yeah, he's fine. I guess you can just make arms. There's no reason why you couldn't. Um, so he's like, uh, so Overhaul's like, uh, oh, Nani? <laughs> and Shigaraki's like, hey, I, I fucking hate you, bro. He's like, you come to kill me? He's like, nah, <laughs> we're not gonna kill you, dude. Um, We're just gonna do something even worse. So he's like, "Hey, I'm, he's like, hey, what are these bullets? I'm gonna take these. Like, those are mine." He's like, "Nah, they're mine now." And uh, you know, for our, our buddy Magna, and we're gonna we're gonna do this because I think it's weird that you talk about taking everyone's quirks away. So I don't think you should have one either. So he starts decaying his arm, so we see like how creepy that looks. He's like, "But mm-hmm. if I let this go, it's gonna kill you. So I'm gonna cut your arm off, which is a horrifying thing to do to somebody." Which is, like, next level, like, some Tokyo ghoul shit in this <laughs> children's <laughs> anime. Children's shonen anime. He's like, I don't want to kill you. He's like, but I look. I want to kill you. I want to torture you. <laughs> He's like, but look, man, like, now you're you're quirkless, dog, like, and we're going to take your plans for our own. And you're going to have to sit back and watch as we just do whatever we want to do. Like, who's going to be the leader of the underground now? <laughs> I think we should all do our best, man. And you don't even have a thumb to suck on as we do all this. And it does a flashback to overhaul putting his like all the, the times he had with his dad his adoptive dad mm-hmm. and i think that's when he realizes oh i can never take him out of that coma that i put him in now because i can't use my quirk and he just starts mm-hmm. his hives start popping up and he just screams and they just walk away like badasses and it's like bro, that's 
that's cold. Like that, that's it. Chills up my it's spine. Like this dude so decided to be a real ass villain. Like, like, I, like, it was like just such tonal whiplash for me. Like not just because it was like, oh, we survived. We've been be- like we've defeated the villain. Like all this like happy stuff with the heroes, but also because I've been listening to this horror podcast like nonstop <laughs> the last two weeks and. The Magnus Archives is very good. Everyone should listen if you haven't already. Um, but my so my brain was like in a like expecting like horror stuff. Like all I've been listening to is stuff about like people getting trapped in caves and like <laughs> people who were just actually a colony of bugs, like in a, inside a person's skin and stuff like that. And just like all of a sudden, it was like, oh wait, no, this isn't usual for this show. No, this was this, this level of horror. This was next level, and I thought it was. Because it's kind of, I, I don't know the word for what it is. Like, I wouldn't call it horror or necessarily body horror. Like, the stuff that he was doing yeah. to fight was body horror. This was more kind of like an existential horror. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, imagine, because I think you kind of, because he was a horrible person who got what he deserved. But you still mm-hmm. got to see, like, what his, like, why he wanted, like... Like, man, I wish he could have repaid the guy he thought he needed to repay, but, like, without doing all this, like, without torturing a young child, and without uh-huh. killing people, and without taking the quirk away from the nicest guy anyone's ever seen. Yeah, the nice guy on Earth. Yeah. But... You have to hard to be nicer than Deku. Huh? You have to try really hard to be, a, like, a sweeter person than Deku. Yes, you do. And, and well, Miria doesn't have to try at all, he just is. So it's like, exactly. I don't wish... The, the overhaul wouldn't have had this happen to him but i wish the circumstances that led to him like i wish it's like i wish you could have we could have gone back and said hey dude you don't have to destroy so many lives you can just relax mm-hmm. you know um yeah this is not gonna end well for you yeah so i, I like that part's like oh man that poor guy but like not the guy that we've seen for the last 10 episodes that guy sucks but like <laughs> yeah the guy from right before that was like not the worst dude um but it and like losing your arms and then like seeing your life's work like still is it's it's weird i don't know it's like one of those uncomfortable things but good scene for yeah. shigaraki like because like what's his Very... goal now like all might doesn't have his powers so like the world's in chaos right now he's just like i'm just gonna be evil for the sake of it it's a solid uh solid motivation for a villain that's fair yeah that's that's fair but good episode you know, Mirio's yeah. super sad when Night Eye died. That was appropriately sad. That was a yeah, perfect tearjerker. Uh, my heart. <laughs> but I do appreciate, like, right. bro, like, y'all are probably gonna be fine because I didn't know the future could change like that. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. The power of friendship is real. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my quirk never took into account the fact that Shonen heroes can change the <laughs> future with their hearts. Well, apparently, if everyone's heart is aligned, it can change the future. Which, guess we didn't believe hard enough before during the planning phase, but, you know. <laughs> and the League of Villains is very funny, so that, that's cool, it's cool. And then, I don't know, the newest episode, yeah. do we want to talk about the that 15th episode when they get back home? Do we want to get into any of that? Eh, I mean, we can... Do you want to circle back up once you're a little further along? Yeah, because, I mean, this happened in that one, I don't want to belabor this too, too much. But it was a fun episode. I like. Okay, let's just talk about the ending and the the opening and the ending. Oh yeah, so you like the we've got opening? new musics. Yeah, new music and new visuals. How do you like the new opening? I, the new opening. So it reminds me a lot of the opening of the first opening of Bleach, which like is not like a negative or a positive. It's just like this is. It, it feels tonally different from the show. Yeah. Like, because the first opening, the first season of Bleach is, like, very, like, kind of, not goofy, but, like, like there's a lot of fighting and, like, nonsense of that sort in it. But, like, it's before anything gets really super serious. Right. And this felt much more like the, like, the opening to, like, kind of, like, a, like, a slice of life, like, cutesy like sports festival kind of yeah show if that makes sense like it's it, it's it's appropriate for what i'm assuming is coming next um yeah with like the, the the autumn festival thing yeah from what i know about the manga like so it's appropriate to that but we're not 
enough removed from the previous arc. Because <laughs> basically what happens is we get to re-see the scene of <laughs> Shigaraki taking Overhaul's arms, and then it goes straight into this opening, and it's like, uh, yeah, this excuse is like me. <laughs> cutesy ass opening. I was like, okay. And then, or it's either that, or like, them dealing with like some other villain stuff, but it was like it, it the, the, the tonal whiplash was very strange and it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it was a lot. And the song's not quite as much of a banger as anything we've had thus far. Um, no, which I mean, like, speaks well for the things we've had thus far, but that's still. true. And the visuals are cool, it makes Jiru look like the main character, though, or at least like, yeah, it does, at least like the number two character. Like, her, yeah, like it seems like it's gonna the... be about her and Todoroki a lot. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, I'm fine. I was, like, really needing, I feel like, a return to whatever the hell is going on with to- with Todoroki and Bakugo. Like, to me, like, I just, I mean, like, I love Deku and I love the the whole, like, him coming into his powers thing. But this show is such an ensemble show. Yeah. And, like... Because there's too many was, good characters in this yeah, show. I was very emotionally ready for the gaze to shift back you know yeah which i'm glad that at least mirio was a lot of focus and like airy and overhaul was at least an interesting villain to watch and like had a compelling thing going on because uh-huh. if this would have been like i don't know like if this would have been all about just fighting like if there would have been this much build up to the all for one fight it would have been like mm-hmm. and it wasn't like all might's like last stand or kind of thing you know what i mean yeah, like, it would have felt... Like, One for All is not a... Or, sorry, Awful One is not a very interesting villain to deal with, because his whole thing is, like, I'm evil, I have a bunch yeah, of powers. Yeah, he's just, ha, 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 evil, like... Or, like, basically, he's like his powers just were basically, what if I was All Might, but without, like, the fun and the inspiration? It's like, oh, Yeah, what cool. if I was All Might, but without morals? <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's not that fun to watch, because, like, All Might's basically fun because of his personality. It's not like his powers are that interesting to watch. Yeah, he's just, like, a punch-him-up kind of guy. Yeah, whereas Overhaul's like, oh, I can... I'm gonna have to, like, punch you, but I can do stuff like change the ground or, like, absorb a person and do all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I'm a weird dude. Uh, so that was at least interesting. But I'm glad to see, like, the rest of the class, of Class 1A again. I know, I miss their dumb faces. Their There's dumb so nonsense. many faces. <laughs> and we'll get into more of that uh, next week or next time we record, whenever that would be. But that's yeah. a lot of my hero talk. It's a good show. Oh, the ending. The ending was good. It's pictures of everybody when they were younger. Yeah, super cute. Like, everyone. Like, from All Might to, like, the little baby Class 1A and all sorts of... And, like, the League of Villains was there, too. Yeah. Oh, I... little baby, Mirio, and... Sun Eater. <laughs> Sun Eater. On that little... page, I could point out for sure Toga. And I think the other one was Shigaraki and Mr. Compress. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a like I want to say it's Shigaraki because you can't see his face, but his lips uh-huh. aren't chapped, and Mr. Compressed like has a generic face, so I have to just assume his smile we're supposed to know because he's like a chef. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing I liked uh, on the Todoroki page, mm-hmm. Todoroki's dad Endeavor has a tie that has a fire on it, which the man is a piece of shit, but he's very extra. <laughs> and then they dress Todoroki like a jackass. Um, but the detail There's... I liked was on the cork board, there were, like, three photos, and one uh-huh. was there, but it was burnt off. And I'm like, okay, so, like, like, Davi's your kid, right? Like, because <laughs> it's one of the villains that we didn't see. Like, this, this has to be him, right? <laughs> um, next time you watch the ending, like, go back and look. It's, like, one of the pictures just, like, burnt off or something. So. Nice. Yeah, well... He's the only kid that's not there. Solid attention. But, yeah, yeah actually, the... The next two episodes that are the episodes of Bakugo at all doing their provisional license test stuff are, like, super filler, but super funny. And also, like, good Todoroki Endeavor interaction content. Yeah, even from the little bit we've seen so far, he just hangs up on his dad, and you're like, this dude's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, very, very highly recommend. Look forward for the dub to... I'm I'm looking forward to help it. you out there. And the movie comes out at the end of the month, so you know that's lots of content. I think it's all those heroes. So many heroes. Uh, we already got our tickets, so I'm excited. Our heroes. My hero. God. My uh, one of my friends was trying to get MCR tickets, and they were like stupid expensive because of Ticketmaster's like surge pricing thing. That's dumb. 
And she like we were in the middle of having a union meeting and she was like she was like, first of all, when Comrade Sanders is president, it won't be my <laughs> chemical romance anymore. It's going to be our chemical romance. Because <laughs> we're going to socialize this band. We should at least socialize Ticketmaster. Yeah. I don't nationalize the Ticketmaster industry. I don't think anybody will uh that's all hard. That, would complain about that's, that. That's hard. It's like the free market. I like the free market. But it doesn't what about f- when Ticketmaster gouges prices? Oh, no, fuck that. doesn't feel that free when I can't physically get tickets with a million dollars. It's like, no, it's, it's not, is it? It's, these queue times are crazy. But let's, uh, let's talk about some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long one this week, but not probably going to like be cut down to like still not that long. Like I thought last week was going to be like an hour and 20 minutes. It was like 40. I don't know how that happened, but um, who knows? Uh, but what do we want to talk about next? You want to? You saw a movie this weekend. We we want to talk about that. I sure did. Yeah, I saw a movie um Friday night. I saw Birds of Prey. It was really good. Oh, was it? Please it was. tell me more. Um, <laughs> so like this is definitely a movie for people who care more about Harley Quinn than about Suicide Squad. Like, literally, like everybody. <laughs> Every, so so everybody, but I mean like the the only really even like nod to Suicide Squad existing is the fact that she is the Harley Quinn from that. Like she's like the movie starts out with her having broken up with the Joker and like starting to make like bad decisions in her sadness, but like I don't know, it was just like it was really funny. The so I think Kate Leth on Twitter said that it made her bones feel like lightning and glitter for two hours. <laughs> I don't know that I felt quite like lightning and glitter for two hours, but like there were so many good fight scenes. Like all of the characters were really fun. I know that there's been some like ta- the one character I think that people were talking about not being as true to like the soul of the character, like was uh cassandra kane yeah people said the... that should have just been somebody else like... yeah because she's very very different from like because like canary is still like a lounge singer who can fight and like like regardless of whether or not she looks like the comic book iteration but the cassandra kane character was not so yeah much like rescued nonverbal ninja girl okay but it was really funny um all the costumes were great very cool see like i know that there was the discourse online about whether huntress was like a sexy character that was weird how like that was such a small discourse (laughs) like i feel like i got blown out because people were like yeah we want to be mad because we hate women but like we're not that like really that upset about this actually (laughs) i hope anyway (laughs) yeah like she's so hot in this movie (laughs) she's just Mary like Elizabeth being... Warren said seems tall. Like, she always wears, like, tall heels. Because she's not yeah. that tall. She's, like, 5'8", I think. I was literally just going to say, like, all that she is in this movie is, like, tall and stoic and bad at talking to women. <laughs> and it's good. So she's still Ramona, then. <laughs> yeah. She'll always and be the... Ramona to me. Um, Ali Wong is in it. Okay. She plays... Um, like so Ali Renee Wong. Mon- <laughs> yeah, so she plays Renee Montoya's ex, like, ex-girlfriend. Um, cause Renee Montoya is one of the NYPD okay. people. She's like historically been like in relationship with Batwoman and like some other folks, but she, uh, gets pulled into the whole birds of prey kind of squad. And, uh, and yeah, so she and Ali Wong have some like funny repartee <laughs> because Ali, Ali's character is like a, like a public defender. So they're like at odds in the police station kind of thing. And I don't know. And like, so Ewan McGregor's character is like a horrible, like creep of a man, but also and like very, I'll say queer coded, but I'm pretty sure he's canonically the character is gay. Okay. Um, but like, he's not creepy. There's like one like vaguely uncomfortable, like uncomfortable, like sexually violent kind of scene, like just like like. Well, yeah, he's a not like he's a, a male villain. That's yeah, like that's not the like only a way we thing. can make them intimidating, I suppose. Like, just like he like there's someone in the club that like he's mad at, and he makes her get up on the table and dance, and like rips her dress off. 
Mm. Like, that's, like, the extent of it. It was, like, it was a really uncomfortable scene, but, like, it wasn't, like, I don't know, like, it could have been a lot worse, given well, sure. what we know from superhero films. Yeah, this, but, this had a female directors, correct? Yeah, a female director, and I think a female screenwriter. And, and then Margot Robbie produced it, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think there's there's something, like, very delightful to me if, like, if... I'm pretty sure. I'm just gonna do a goog, but um, locked in a dis- they're locked in a destructive relationship. Uh, you McGregor's character and the and his henchmen. Um, I mean they're, they're villains in DC. Yeah, it's like very... it's, it's all problematic. Yeah, it's very queer coded at the at the very least, and the like which mean which to me like I, my takeaway is. This is a movie in which there are five female main characters and a gay bad guy, and therefore no important straight men. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like which that's, is nice. I feel like that's part of the uh, part of the appeal. You know, I feel like that's part mm-hmm. of what they were going for. Which, uh, whenever I see something like that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's not for me then. Okay, but I don't get <laughs> mad about. It. I'm like, whatever. Like, uh huh. Have, have your movie. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be over here. Like, seems like people quite enjoyed it, though, which is yeah. Good. I feel like everyone who's seen it who isn't like a weird dude bro who gets mad about feminism on Twitter has enjoyed it. Yeah, I saw one guy who said he enjoyed it, but he's like, I think the characters could have been better. He's like, but he said that was like a problem with like most of the DC movies. And he's like, I didn't feel any specific reason to care about any of the characters although it was like very enjoyable which feels like it could be it it feels like that's that can be an issue if you are precarious about uh your group up superhero movies so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know how true that is but i don't know that was like the most negative thing i said or i found that was i think they could have developed some of the characters more which is pretty on, on the list of things you can insult a movie for it's pretty low on the insult meter in my opinion Mm-hmm. But that's the only negative that I've seen about it, uh, which you know it's definitely in the top five, top three positive <laughs> DC movies. As yeah, I think someone said like I think someone on Twitter said it's like the Thor Ragnarok of DC, like just kind of like very bright and colorful and loud queer energy and yeah. Um, the other thing someone pointed out was this is like the first in a long time anyway. Yeah, probably since Elektra, first female-led superhero movie that is, like, set in present time, like, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, Wonder Woman was in the past, Captain Marvel was mostly in the was past. Was mostly in the past. Um, Black Widow must take place in the past. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, gotta. It's, it, I would assume. Um, that movie is starting to look more interesting, though. Um but, I feel like but the, mostly for the I'm, other characters, like, not Black Widow, but, like, the other ladies there, and, like, her dad and Taskmaster. Like, everyone looks cool. She's like, oh, I'm not really here for Black Widow. Like, it's everybody else. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm I'm here for Florence Pugh, like... Is that her, like, her sister character? That's the blonde, yeah. Okay. She's, she was in, um, Little Women and Midsummer. Okay. Was she the center of Midsummer? I think so. Okay. I don't see a lot of movies, so I don't... I haven't seen Midsummer. I just read the Wikipedia page because I was curious, but okay. I'm too much of a coward to watch it. <laughs> I don't think it's that kind of scary, homie. <laughs> oh no, I use them. I'm, I can do scary audio and scary books, but scary visuals, like uh, okay. even just like even just gore, like torture or anything like that, like sticks in my head and doesn't leave. That's fair. I can see that. So like unsettling scenes. Yeah. What about, like, the Saw movies? Couldn't do it. Oh, really? Okay. Could not. Uh, like, I, I know that they're more psychological, like, about the psychological more than they are about the, like, chopping off of feet, but... You know, someone should make a supercut, not a supercut, but an edit of this movie that takes, like, all the trap parts out, or, like, the part where mm-hmm. it gets, like, gory, and just, like, sit with the ridiculousness of the series, because it is a hilarious series if you're not, like, watching the blood parts. It is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Um, almost as convoluted as Fast and Furious. They're making another one. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Spiral. 
from the book of Saul. It stars Chris Rock, Samuel oh, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel Jackson has the line. Y'all want to play games, motherfucker? <laughs> and I can't wait to watch it. Amazing. Um, but I digress. So, uh, so Birds of Prey was good. That's good to hear. I, yeah, I, I do see some of the discourse where uh, people are like, oh, you know, the ideas we had of these characters were hotter than what we saw in the movie. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, they're just like different kinds of hot. You know, it's they're meant to appeal to somebody. The one criticism I don't like of, of the criticism is people are like, oh, you know, women aren't just here to be, like, attractive for you, which is true, but it's like, or no, it's, wow, like, why can't women just be in a movie without being sexy? And I'm like, eh, I mean, they're sexy to somebody. Like, it's, let's let's not act yeah. like queer women didn't see this movie and be like, yo, these women look hot. Like, let's let's not act like everybody left that saying, like, ah, oh, man, this movie wasn't hot at all. Like, that, did, that didn't happen. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's uh, I... If just because a movie's not sexy to men doesn't mean anything, it's fine, you guys. It's yeah, it's like, gonna be alright. If you don't want to see a movie, just like don't go see it. Like it's 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 fine. DC doesn't care. It's in February. I don't think they this this movie can only like outperform expectations. <laughs> it's in February. What else? What else do we got, Steph? Oh, um, you want to talk about the return of the the most unlikely comeback of twenty twenty thus far? What, Death Note coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so I've not kept up with Death Note. I don't know anything about it. I've watched a lot of discussions about the bad American Netflix movie, but I've never like watched Death Note. Um, but it came back for a one shot, which is pretty cool. Um, it was free on viz.com or viz like from the people who put it out. And mm-hmm. the art looks good and people from the people that I know that care about Death Note said it's very good and you should read it. Um, yeah. But the reason that it was brought to my attention beyond just saying that it existed and, you know, I, I live in the weeb space was that I guess Donald Trump is in it, or at least an analog of him. And no, it's Donald it's, Trump. It's him. It's not, okay. And I don't know. I can't remember if they actually, rec- like, identify him by name, but it's very it's clearly, very, like, it's, it's very exact, clearly it's him. just him. Um, yeah. But he wants to buy the Death Note and he claims it'll be so that no one else can use it, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's just a to use right um so yeah so i can yeah i did read it so i can yeah then please pon- pontificate not pontificate yeah, but, um, elaborate <laughs> yeah well it's, just, it's it's like it's very funny to me because like like light as a villain was like very much like kind of like authoritarian like i know the best like i know what like what we should be doing like very moralistic but very black and white and like I should have the power over who lives and dies. And who and tells the main your story. Character... Exactly. Um, and the new Death Note holder in this is just a, like, fucking nihilistic, like, anti-capitalist, like, troll, like, meme lord. That, so That does feel like the opposite. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> so he gets the Death Note from Ryuk and decides that the most chaotic thing he can do with it is to auction it off. That's true. That is, so he puts... <laughs> that that, is, that is very true. So he puts it on, like, he infiltrates, a like, a news broadcast and says, like, I am selling the power of Kira, like, start bidding. And so, like, within, like, a week, like, governments are bidding for it. And so Trump ends up being like America ends up being the one who wins it and they but they think like oh well we'll find out who has it once a winner is chosen because because the like the money has to go to someone but instead this king has the in says that the money has to be divided equally between every person with like a Tokyo bank account between the ages of 20 and like 60 that's dope. <laughs> so, like, everyone... And it's, like, $300 billion American. <laughs> so, like, everyone... Like, every young person in Japan is suddenly, like, a millionaire. That's... And Ryuk... <laughs> Ryuk goes to drop off the... The the death note to Trump. This is the scene and... that, like, I, I read. I'm like, this is... This is where they came to just sh- shoot this man in, in, in comic form. <laughs> Truly, so like he's like, so are you gonna take it, and like you just like just so you know that like you're... ultimately you're gonna die. Like people who use the Death Note 
ultimately die. And, like... So, what I read, I don't know if there's, like, a different translation, but, like, what I saw was, like, Ryuk's like, okay, so apparently there's a new rule now, and... Oh, yeah, 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 there's a new rule. Whoever buys it, I guess whoever sells it to, both mm-hmm. have to die. He's like, but, if you if you do accept it, it'll just get dropped here, and so I'm sort of sure somebody high-ranking in the United States will find it. And Trump's like, nah, man, I'm not doing that. He's like, so, just to be clear, you're putting your own life over your country... <laughs> <laughs> and then he just flies away. Is that is that correct? Just, that is correct. And it's just like the like Obata Sensei and Oda Sensei had time. They had time to sit down and write and draw a ninety page free comic sequel to their award winning like, award winning groundbreaking speculative series. Just to call Donald Trump a coward. <laughs> like, I mean, why not? Like, you have the, like, like you know, whatever you release, people will find it. <laughs> it's more satisfying that he, de- like, I was like, I started reading it, I was like, can't wait for, uh, to watch Donald Trump die at the end of this. And then <laughs> it was actually more satisfying that he didn't die because everyone knew he was a coward. And, like, the rest of the world right. found out too, right? That he just did not. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. That's absolutely so hilarious. Like, that's that's a very specific kind of, like, yo, fuck this guy. The schadenfreude is powerful. That's what happens if you have the power of anime on your side. You can do whatever you want. That's actually... I'm sorry. That's actually hilarious. That they, they Like you said, they had time to do that. I don't know. What, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. This is pretty funny and, and cool and good. It's hilarious. Uh, I mean, what else? What, what else do we got? Is there anything else to to, to to say about that? Oh, yeah, I think that's uh, all I've got. Then, then we have a couple small updates. The game, this game I like, Wargroove. Um, friend of the show, y'all will hear the episode soon. Many apologies for the delay, but friend of the show, uh, Fanatic Hero, Pete, uh, did music for a game called Wargroove. Great strategy game that I really like. I've been playing with my friends a lot. I actually figured out how to do uh multiplayer matches figured out it's just available in the game it's part of it but you can do cross platform Mm -hmm. which means my buddy that plays on pc can play against me on the switch and it's asynchronous i think it's kind of like how old chess used to be so i take my turn and then what he can take his turn wherever he wants and then it's my turn again so we don't have to be playing at the same time um i think he's actually on vacation or something so whenever he gets back we'll play so it's it's really nice that way and all the systems can play with each other Except for PS4, mm. maybe. But it got an update, a free update, which had some controversy around it, admittedly. But uh, had an had update with three new possible commanders, uh, a new campaign, and two new units. Um, a lot of Scottish themes. The, the criticism was drawn that there's three commanding characters you can pick, but one of them is two people, like two twins. Um, the two mm. twins and the one character, are they're all brown, like some cut, like black or something. But they all have like green or white hair, so, so this is, they're people of color. Um, but their voice actors are white, and people are like, yo, you showed this off, like, why didn't you think about this? And, like, like honestly, mm-hmm. we really did do these voice editions blind, and we were trying, like, we would like to have more diversity, and we apologize for not looking further into it. Um, part of it's with our agency that we worked with, and we did make an attempt. Um, as you can see, we have other characters in the game, and we do hire people of color, but we can do better, and we'll keep trying to do better, and our apologies. So, I, nice. Um, the thing that bothered me about it is, like, the announcement of who the voice actors were came out a real long time before the controversy oh, okay. happened. Um, so I'm like, yo, how, like, how are people, like, why are people just now getting upset? Was there, like, an article or something? Mm-hmm. Like, the time to be upset about this was a few months ago? But whatever, yeah, like, okay. it's, like, it's, slow. Um, you know, the news cycle is what it is. But um, that said, the voice actors do do a good job. It's, um, the characters are very Scottish. So is the music. <laughs> Um, remember when Pete told us about Pub Step, his Irish uh, chip tunes? Uh-huh. It's ca- yeah. kind of like reminded me of that. Um, just amazing. It's so good. Um, it's a fun little story and has like a lot of balance changes. So it's a good update to that. It was free as well. That's the best part. Free update. And um, as well in the world of gaming. Well, before the world of gaming, Good Smile, the Nendoroid people released a lot of prototypes yesterday. It's nutty. So many Nendoroids and Figma figures are coming out that look so good. So many franchises. Pro Mare, My Hero Academia, Fate. Uh, there's a Bayonetta and some Overwatch ones in there. 
a lot of good stuff. So if you like spending money on figures, you will be able to anywhere from between a week to two years from now. And the Overwatch League came back this weekend. It's still currently going on, but there's a there's a lot of good matches. They're all doing hometown matches now. Mm-hmm. The opening weekends were in New York and Dallas. So the New York teams had New York team had a really good walkout. They booed London yesterday because that's who played against New York yesterday, and then they played against Boston today, and that was even more booing because New York <laughs> hates Boston. Um, it's F Robert Kraft all day, no matter what. Like, look, Patriots <laughs> or the Uprising, they're getting booed in New York. Just so, how it is. That's how it is and how it should be. What else? But I mean, it was really good. The production's been a little bit sketchy. It always is. It's on YouTube now. It's a little bit different, but mm-hmm. it's good to watch some of these players play that. Uh, there haven't been so many mirror matches. It's fun to watch, so I'm looking forward to a good season. Wishing luck to the teams for traveling, because it's going to be rough having to travel. Um, but at least they don't have to travel to China, so some of the travel could be shorter. Yeah. Um, because all the Chinese games got canceled because of the coronavirus outbreak and all that. Um, so they're trying to rebalance it. But that's good for everybody involved, because China is further away from some places than other places. So instead of having to go maybe from... San Francisco to China, you might have to go from San Francisco to Los Angeles or like have a bye week or something. So canceling four teams worth of games would have been good no matter where it came from. It's not that it's China specifically. If it would have been like some of the, actually anything that just wasn't in America since that's where most of the teams are, America and there's two in Toronto. If they would have canceled all the worldwide games besides North America, I think all the teams would have still just been this happy like, hey, we were all in Los Angeles last year, so... Um, mm-hmm. And all the people who bought tickets says I think got their money refunded or some sort of compensation since it's not their fault. So, <sighs> what an episode! <laughs> We're just not getting to an hour. Um, <laughs> it feels like we've been talking for so long. Uh, I know, same. But I feel like this was a good return to form. I feel like we had yeah. some good discussion. Anything we want to catch back, back up saddle? on? Yeah, back in the saddle. Anything else we want to discuss or go over or? Bring back to the to the friends and fam listening. Um, I don't think so. Uh, like uh, recycle, register to vote. Um. <laughs> yeah, the, all the good things. Tip your tip your weight staff. Eat your vegetables. Eat your fruits. Always flush the toilet. <laughs> Wipe off the seat. Yeah. All the let's just let's, let's, let's do a exercise. Both. Endorphins are real. That's true. Still, still, still go to therapy and take your meds. But if you have the energy. Exercise might be a nice little bump. <laughs> or at least run around your house or apartment. Let's uh let's uh let's 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 end this. Uh yeah. Do you wanna hit the people with our lovely social media biz? Sure. Let's see y'all. You can find us everywhere on the internet pretty much. Um you can find us on what are you doing? I was playing with a rubber band, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's music. Just a little accompaniment in the background. Um, yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Character Rev. You can find us on Facebook at Character Reveal. You can find us on God on all of the podcast catchers. <laughs> um, on all of them, you can find us on the the uh, iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, on Google Play Podcasts, on Spotify. That's like, the one that I know, always forget that we're on Spotify because I don't have it podcatcher um so you can also find us on your browser of choice by going to characterreveal.simplecast.fm um you can find us on i don't know where else on instagram at character reveal that's true we post like some clips and stuff of our episodes so you can get like a taste of what you're in for that's true we're also on YouTube, but we can't really give you the link since it's just going to be like, until we hit like a certain threshold, it's just going to be like letters and characters. So it's <laughs> not like something that I'm going to be able to memorize. Um, so but you, you can find our channel. Yeah, you can find our channel and it's the links also in the description of wherever you're listening to this from. If you're listening from YouTube, hey, we appreciate that, actually. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much everything. Where, do, where can people find you at, Steph? Um... On the internet, I guess. Me. Yeah, on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Captain Steph, on Instagram at Hello Steph, on Tumblr at The Snow Queer, and you can find Dom everywhere at Brother Dom. That's me. You can find me. Um, be my friend. 
But I think that's everything. I set them up, you knock them down, intro me, outro you, we're a team crushing it. And we just did yeah. another one. Simple, so easy. Glad yeah. we have this technology. Amazing. <laughs> Listeners, thanks so much for rocking with us on another one. Appreciate all the listens. It feeds my uh, joy. <laughs> I like <laughs> have people listen. Um, and I think it's about it. We appreciate it. And until next time, see you later. Bye.